on our little bit of a mini-series here just in regards to patriotism, the church, Christianity, how that all flows. Our last episode, we were talking about should a Christian be a patriot, defining what Christianity is, defining what patriotism is, um, where we might be blurring those lines, where we need to provide some distinction. Uh, and today, Sam, we're going to be picking up with uh, the question of what does it look like to be patriotic or have love of country and a Christian? So for you, what would it look like to be patriotic, have a love, have a love of country, do you? I, I was struggling with this a little last, a little bit my, uh, last night myself. It's like I don't. I'm not cognizant of any feelings of actual love of this country. I'm grateful mm-hmm. for this country. I, by and large, just go by existing. And just yeah, I'm here. You know, but in terms of um, a deep emotional connection to and love for this country, just without question, that's, I've, I've never experienced that. Um, what would be your thoughts? What, what do you? Do you have the same kind of feelings, or? Uh, I think it. I, I think I'm grateful, like you said, for the country, especially when I've been overseas. Oh my god, yeah. I was happy to be back. <laughs> yeah, I was happy to be back and have my, my 4G and my <laughs> Wi-Fi everywhere and AC and no mosquitoes, everything. Yeah, I was I was glad to be back, but I do. Um, hmm. Because I was even struggling with this last night while you just, I don't know that I should act. Like, what would it look like? Yeah, like I don't have, like, a flag sitting up at home. No, me neither. And I don't know what it would Uh look like for me to then start actively pursuing a love of country. What would that look like? Because to me, like, if that that was foremost on my mind, that would lead toward me being more active and doing or trying to be a part of or speaking out against. Mm Mm-hmm injustices that we see in this country or because because of my identity in Christ. So when, when things are going well or just by, um, you know, being a good citizen, you know, how, how can I help my neighbors? How can I serve the community that I'm in? Um, but I was really struggling with this. I, I, I honestly, I can't remember the last time I was like, this is going to sound bad. I can't remember the last time I was actually like proud of this nation or yeah. proud to be an American. Yeah. And I'm, it's not a. It's not like I've been pushing these feelings. I just, I'm just not conscious that I ever felt this way. I was always proud to be an American, but because we always think, like growing up, we always think like, yeah, we're the greatest, we're the best. That's what right. we're taught. Like, we're a God-fearing nation. And, yeah, we've never and, lost a war. We always. Yeah, win. we never. We just have like yeah. weird asterisks next to. Them. <laughs> <laughs> <Vietnam>. <laughs> yeah, <I was> like, <laughs> Iraq. Yeah, Afghanistan. I don't know, like. Do we, how do we define winning? Yeah. In war, especially, but um. Yeah, so I was always proud to be an American growing up because that's what we were taught. And I grew mm-hmm. up, especially when I was living in Freehold, I grew up in, like, a rich white neighborhood. You grew up in Freehold? I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, oh, I was yeah. there for, like... Okay, yeah, that's about as wide as you can get right there. Yeah, dude, Mama I County. Lived in, like, a huge house and, like, <laughs> five acres of land. Like, yeah, grew up in a nice neighborhood. But then went to a high school in the borough of Freehold, and that's where we got I got exposure to everything else. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I had a good mix. Like, I would... Go to the borough for high school, and then I drive on my school bus back to my nice, my <laughs> nice development. <laughs> but, um, but, but then growing up, and then realizing like, whoa, like we've like, we participated in some crazy things, and we've like annihilated races based off of greed and idolatry of something that we're trying to build, and and then not also returning and saying like hey yeah we've acknowledged okay civil rights movement we get it you're right 
you guys should have the rights to vote. You should be treated as an equal human and have all the rights that we get. And that's it. The end. <laughs> like, yeah. no, let's give you back something. Now let's let's pay it forward. Like, there's nothing of that. There's there's no help yep. in that sense. So I think as I started getting older and reading more and hearing more from thought leaders in the community, I realized I was like, wow, there's not much to be proud about other than the sense of our success that we have here, like how wealthy we are as a nation and the opportunities that are provided to me. And I think that the... Um, I think that when you look at the t- the wording in the Constitution and the wording of our system and like the bill bill of rights and all these things, like they're beautiful, and the wording in itself, it's like if we just look at it outside the context of who wrote it and who was written for, yeah, then it encompasses everybody. If we think about it, was so, it applied to everybody? Obviously. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So who was written by and who was written for? You remove those two things, like there's some great language in there, and mm-hmm. if we can, if we can hold our country to some of that great language, then obviously some of it still needs to change, in my opinion. But if we can hold our country responsible for that language and say, like, look, I get it. When you wrote that, you weren't thinking of me as a person of color, and you weren't thinking of a poor person. You weren't thinking of a woman. Mm-hmm. But in today's society, I'm going to hold you to those words and lift the culture up and and make sure that you're going to now encompass everybody. We're going to yeah. open this up to everybody. Yeah. So if we do it from that standpoint, I think it's fair, and it's fair to be proud in in the, I think, the potential that we have here in this country sure. with the religious freedoms, with the ability to be, to be religious, but also to enjoy art and... And to speak freely, for the most part, sir. for now, <laughs> yeah, starting to starting to wait for a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, but you get what I'm saying, though. Like, yep. I can walk around, in I can walk around and be safer than if I was walking around back in India mm-hmm. or back in another country. And I've been over, like, I was just in Europe, and there's some places I was like, oh man, like I don't know, like so, so yeah, I think in the potential of what we could be if we actually lived up to those words. And I, if you look at the civil rights movements, if you look at abolitionists. That's what they kept saying. Like they're holding, they're, they're asking yeah. you. You've you've set this standard that you're not actually living to. Exactly. We want you. We're not asking you to, to do anything different. We're actually we're asking you. Well, um, yeah. to some extent. <laughs> yeah. But what, we're, what they're buying are saying is you've said this. We are holding you to these words. Yeah. This is the document that, you, that you're basing this country off. It's the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. How does this not apply to us? Based on your own language. Mm-hmm. You know that was that was the, yeah. that was the fight by and large by which they were pushing. Yeah. Um, I found an interesting quote last night by a pastor, author, uh, we're both familiar with, Tabidi, mm-hmm. I always butcher his last name, Anya Biwe. I'm You're shaking your head, so. I don't. That's my, that's my <laughs> that's best. That's definitely not the way I've heard it, but. <laughs> okay. I, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, he said this, do we and do they love the country as an expression of primary loyalty? Does that love or loyalty show itself in having loved the country when she was not so lovely precisely because she was not so lovely? And that just was interesting to me because I think that in some ways helps answer the question for both mm-hmm. of us in that, yeah, by and large, we're, we're not cognizant of a, um overwhelming or proper sense of love of nation. But for the love of this country, if we're seeing things that are not right, we're, if we're seeing injustice, if we're seeing discrimination, if we're seeing abuse, yeah. To not respond to that, to not speak out, to not to not try to correct that, is in some ways, yeah, I'm not loving this country. I'm even I'm not even I'm not even loving my neighbors who I'm seeing being 
subjected to all of these, but I'm not actually loving the country. Mm-hmm. I'm not living out what Christ would have us do because I'm seeing it. I'm not, I'm not acknowledging or I just, I'm pushing it aside. Yeah. So I think I, I just was wrestling with that, that last night as we were, as I was preparing for this, just, you know, just if you go back to the last bit there, you know, having loved the country when she was not so lovely, pre- precisely because she was not lovely. Like if, if we're, if, if we're, if we're seeing things, how can we not take action? Mm-hmm. And and a part of being in, a part of loving someone, is saying. I mean, yeah, you're you're married. Like Mm -hmm. a part of loving someone isn't just being a yes man to the whole thing. Like, oh yeah, you're doing a great job out here, and just keep killing it. No, it's a part of it is saying like, look, like this area over here is is not good, and if you keep going down this this way, like there's going to be consequences Mm -hmm. for both people around you and for yourself. But that's something we don't do when it comes to loving this country or loving our politicians like i can i can know that a politician is going to fail and that doesn't mean while he's failing i still approve of his actions and put him up on a pedestal it's no then i then hold him accountable and make sure that those things rectified but i feel that that's what we're doing right now is like whether it's a political party or if it's a, a politician or a president we just blanketly like nope this guy's from God. <laughs> yeah. He's doing a wonderful job. The party's doing a wonderful job. There's no stains on it. And we just overlook stuff for the sake of patriotism and for the sake of some kind of alignment that we've we just checked off a box maybe we were 18. <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> and his dad was a Democrat there. or mom was a Republican. Yeah, or, and we've just know. stuck in that box. Yeah. And we don't know how to say no to certain stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, a good way I like to think of patriotism and my love for this country is and like that potential I was talking about is I've had conversations with my parents who were born in India but came here when they were like eight or ten and so they've been here through high school college got married here and so forth so they have like that Americanized aspect to them but they Mm -hmm. also still deeply rooted in Indian culture and when we talk about things about like racism and we talk about like interracial marriages which we will have a conversation about later on in the podcast yeah (laughs) but when we talk about those things like they don't see it because in our culture you only marry another indian from your specific place from your specific everything and like you have to have all these boxes checked off and that's just the way it's been done and that's why indian cultures last thousands of years Mm -hmm. but i always tell them like look like i honor you as my parents but i'm also going to honor the god you believe in and that sometimes is going to disagree with what you say it's a great way to put it but what you believe is actually on a different level like if you really believe in the gospel and if you really believe jesus is lord and whatever he said was right then i'm going to honor what that person said i'm going to honor what jesus said and honor the gospel in speaking against racism and speaking even when it does affect my own culture and my own how my life might be in 20 years. I'm going to speak against it because of what you believe in, but you're probably not living it out right now. And so the same way I'm going to love this country in the potential it has with the wording and the freedoms that were they're given and the wealth here and the amount of Christ, strong Christian leaders and our voice in this country. But I'm going to have to speak against when we don't live it out mm-hmm. and when our politicians and our political parties don't live it out and when I might not live it out. And so if we keep that healthy balance of keeping our the, having the guardrails be the gospel and the scriptures, then we'll be fine. But when we start losing sight of that and we start holding on to 
our idols of, of our political party, of our president, of, oh, we had founding fathers that were Christian. We really look at those histories. They, has, they did some weird stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. But when we start, if we start holding on to those things as idols, then we're going to get lost, and we're going to lose yeah. sight of what we're aiming for, and that's Christ and, and being sanctified and looking for that day when he comes back. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, too, because for then love of country, if we're seeing things that are wrong, I think you've, especially for for those of us who are who are who are living out as Christ followers, we're we're, we're seeking to not only to uh, obey His commands, but we're 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 seeking to um, share that with our, our our friends, our families, our coworkers, our communities. We're trying to live that out. Mm-hmm. A emotion that we can have then, in regards to that, is actually hating this country. We can, have, we, we can have negative emotion toward this country, negative feelings toward this country, and this doesn't mean that we're not patriotic. Um, I think there's the potential of we, we tend to push those feelings down because, oh, I must, I, no, no, I can't hate this nation. I can't, you know. Uh, yeah. No, it's, it's right to hate something when it's wrong, when it's, mm-hmm. you know. Um, GK, uh, I found a quote, I think Tabidi quoted this as well uh, in the article that I was reading last night. Uh, G.K. Chesterton is an English author from like the 18, late 1800s, I think. Um, or this, or this is Tabidi's thoughts. I'm, I'm forgetting for just a few minutes. This might be Tabidi's thoughts on what mm-hmm. Chesterton was saying. Like, Can he hate it enough to change it, and yet love it enough to think it worth changing? Mm-hmm. And that, that just profound. Like, there's going to be things that we might see in our local communities, in our churches, in this nation that we're going to hate and despise properly because yeah. they should be hated and despised. Yeah. This is good and just to do so. But yet if we don't then respond to and seek to correct that, we're not actually displaying our love for the thing that we're in, whether it is our church, it is our community, it is our nation. If we, if we once our eyes have been opened to the, the, no, the understanding of oh, this is evil, this is wrong, this is unjust, if we don't react to that, mm-hmm. We're not actually being loving. We're we're we're, we're not being patriotic. Yeah. We're, we're not you know seeking to love our 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 fellow men. And at the same time, as as Christians, because we know who has already won the battle, we know end of the day, God is He reigns supreme. Injustice will be ended. Mm-hmm. We can then be going after um, the injustices the injustices of this world without despair without um yeah. we're able to stare evil in the face and not be overwhelmed by it or ac- or acquiesce to it because oh, that we think that they're more powerful than us mm-hmm. we know who has won the day we then have we can then have the courage to be able to stand up and say no yeah this is going to make me unpopular in my church this mm-hmm. is going to make me unpopular in my community this is wrong yeah. we need to stop doing this we need to you know, it, it might be that we need to start trying to educate the people around us. Saying, you know, you're saying this. Do you realize do you, re- do you realize what you're actually saying, or how that's coming across, or just because you're saying <clears throat> you're abusing, you know, blanket terms of Christianity in America as being synonymous, like we talked about in a previous episode, to a whole generation of peoples, <clears throat> that be, that means something entirely different. Yeah. You know. We, we need to be yeah and we see and we see in the scriptures like in the early church there's times when the the ruling of that nation and the the rules of that city told them like hey you can't preach the gospel anymore like you don't we don't want you to talk about this and what do they do 
do they just like, oh, yeah, for the love of this country and this city, we're going to then obey them and go against what Jesus told us to do in the first place. Yeah. Go into all the nations, preach the gospel, baptizing, and et cetera. Like, so if in that moment they could have been the American and said, hey, you know what? Our, our president over here or our authority said we can't do this anymore, so we got to cut it out, mm-hmm. even though it didn't align. But no, what, what do they do? Next day, back into the temple, and they're preaching again. Yep. They're in the streets again preaching. And so if they had taken the, it's going to sound bad, but if they had taken the quote-unquote American Christianity approach to it, they would have just went along with it. And we wouldn't see that early church forming. But we saw them hold true to what Jesus said and demanded of them and then push forward. And now we have thousands of of years later a strong Christian uh, following and because they held true to the gospel and what the teachings were. So there's going to be those times where you do pay your taxes, right? And like Jesus said, but you're also going to then, when it when it speaks out against what Jesus says, we're going to then push back and, and go and do what he said in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the, the last things that I think it was, it was either, again, Chester didn't beat, I'm forgetting to hold stuff on my notes now. I'm talking about the, the Christian who's facing this world. Is he enough of a pagan to die for the world and enough of a Christian to die to it? So we, we, we need to be distinctive in there's going to be things in this world, in this nation, that we cannot, must not participate of, in and at the same time be willing to die for the nation. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, you know, it just coming to mind now, I mean, Martin Luther King, the, the weeks leading up to before he was, he was, he was murdered, he was public acknowledging that uh, yeah, he, he didn't think he was going to live. Yeah. He did not. He 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 was he was he was believing that his time on earth was short, that it was going to end up one way or the other. He was going to end up dying, and didn't stop him. Yeah, it did not stop him, and yet <clears throat> we we look at it. <clears throat> excuse me. Machina, <clears throat> wow, I'll edit that out. Um, in majority culture, the thought of even being uncomfortable mm-hmm. to even go and it's even just something as simple as just serving in your local community somehow. Yeah, a soup kitchen trying to take care of the poor, the widows, and, the, you know, it's uncomfortable, and so we don't do it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we, need, we need to be looking for these opportunities to serve our, serve our nation yeah. and at the same time be an active resistance to the things that, the nation is, that this nation is doing, sometimes in the name of Christianity, as we have, we've seen in history, and sometimes it's because it's a secular nation and they're just they're doing what they want. Yeah. Um, we need to be standing up and saying, no, we are called to a, we, we talked before, the, you know, the civil rights leaders, they, they were holding the, this nation to the Constitution, yeah. a high standard, a very high standard document. As Christians, we are held to an even higher standard. Mm-hmm. We're called to preach this, we're called to live this out, we're called to bring this, you, know, you mentioned before, we're go out yeah. in the world, make disciples. Yeah. If we're not willing to have these conversations, if we're not willing to do this, we're in fact we're not actually being patriotic. We're not lo- we're not loving our country. We're not loving our uh, our fellow citizens. Yeah, and we need to stop giving we need to stop giving people the verified check. You know, like as if we're Twitter or something. <laughs> stop giving people a verified check just because they say they're Christian and they're a politician right. or they're a political party, but they their actions and the way they speak and the way they hold themselves does not align to how. Jesus would have been if they're not humble, if they're not like the way they talk about women and you know the way they talk about the poor, the way they talk about refugees, the way they talk about people of color. It's if it doesn't align to it, why are we giving them the okay? And why yep. are we allowing 
the rest of the world to say, hey, this is a Christian, and you're saying it's okay. Yeah. Like, we're painting a different Christ. It's not the... This is not the God of the Bible. That's, and if we ha- if we see that in Scripture, there's nowhere where like Herod, an evil king, is saying something crazy, and John the Baptist, who is the spokesman at that time for the Lord, he's not like, yeah, man, that's my guy, and then retweeting everything he's saying. Num- right? Number one no, reason I he didn't spoke vote for against Trump. him. Yeah, he spoke against him, and he got his head cut off for it. Yep. But did he care? No. Like that's. He stood for what he believed in and made sure others knew like that he didn't take his following and then make them all point to Herod and say, this is the guy. No, he said, there is something greater. And then he held that leader accountable to yeah. his actions. And that same kind of concept has to happen now. And we need to have, we need to have like the understanding of the gospel and the scriptures to say that same thing back when our senators and our governors and our local congressmen and council people don't do the right things and say the right things and push back. So I don't, I don't know. I'm sure you've probably heard this where you're always told you have to vote your values, mm-hmm. right? I've always heard that. And by and large, I, I, and I'm just going off of Facebook feeds in the past or just conversations. By and large, people believe that until it seems like we might lose something in this nation, mm-hmm. Right. So like this last the last election between uh, President Trump and Senator Clinton, mm-hmm. uh, or Sec- Secretary of State Clinton, whatever she was at the time, it was so split and divided because people were losing their minds over. Well, it was it, so hard to check one box. It was, yeah, you can't. <laughs> like Trump it, wasn't like the overtly Christian guy. <laughs> no, but and you had Clinton you, you, wasn't the overtly Christian guy. <laughs> no, they neither, to me they were. Yeah, they were, so how they, do I? Vote I, my, I, I voted for neither one. Yeah, how do I vote my values? There? But like, particularly like for someone like like um, for President Trump, the way he speaks about women, mm-hmm. the way he um, or speaks to women, speaks to women, speaks of women to women. Yeah. Um, how he is? I don't. I don't remember if he ever has claimed he's a Christian, but he has stated the fact that he's never apologized. He loves to you quote know. the scriptures. Yeah, so. loves to do it. And on one hand, I can understand why someone might want to vote him in over Hillary. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you're going to do that, now where is the active resistance against against what you're saying, doing? Yeah. You just don't see that. It's just yeah. carte blanche. Oh, he's, you know, we, we get to stay in power for another four years. This is, this is more important than saying, no, you're wrong. You shouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. Now, to me, I, I voted for neither. I couldn't vote for either one. Um, and I just, I just, I just... Yeah, or because they're strong on the abortion. Correct, part. but like, but if you're gonna, if you're voting your values, if your values actually mean something, where, why are you not saying this? I mean, you look at yeah. how many of the like Liberty University or some of these other organizations that were crying for President Clinton's head, mm-hmm. uh, but now with Trump, uh, suddenly it's not so big of a deal. Yeah. You know, it's just this. Show Barack has a good song. Is it a ballad or a bullet? <laughs> yeah, man, he's oh god. So it's it's hard though. It, it really is hard to, with a good conscience, vote some of our some of our people in, or vote yeah. a certain party. And, and, I, and I'm, I don't know. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't. I'm just yeah, exactly. You know, I don't know it, what that balance of yeah. like, you know, doing your civic duty and then that is one of the things to to be a patriot and to like, and to be proud of your country. You have to participate. Especially when we're in a democracy, so like, where does the, where does it, where does it fall though? Like, 
where do I then stand for my values and say, hey, you know, I can't vote this term because I there's just no, I I feel bad voting either way. Mm-hmm. Or where do I say, okay, I don't agree with all these nine things, but these other five things are very important, and I'm going to check the box here. Yeah, and then if if then your candidate wins, okay, great. Let's fix it. But on but on that one thing or two, yeah. three or four things I disagree with you, I'm fighting you now. Yeah. Like there's this allegiance to oh my party's voted in and now we're just we're all on one happy team like. Yeah. As a Christian, we're not we're called to a, 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 a we're called to a different standard. We're not yeah. called to be a Democrat or a Republican mm-hmm. or whatever other party you want to be a part of. Yeah, you know that that's just it's just it's not the standard that we're that we're held to. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you again, Sam, for this. We'll be picking up again with some more questions about patriotism and Christianity in some more future episodes. Again, thanks for listening. Uh, we look forward to hearing your comments, your thoughts. Uh, find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Let us know uh, what you think, and we'll be talking to you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Starting the Conversation, a podcast from The Example Project. We would love to hear your feedback about today's episode. You can reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Just search Example Project without the first E, and you can find links to those accounts in the description of this podcast. We hope what you've heard today inspires you to listen, question, and learn from new perspectives so you can be the example God calls you to be.